Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. So often we like to dive into stories in books or in movies that showcase superheroes allowing us to live through them and see their triumph as well as their pain and then their succession over the villains. Oftentimes we don't realize, though, that we are the superheroes in our own lives, and we can allow ourselves to recognize the journey of the soul and the paths that we tread by stepping into those places that superheroes often tread. Myths are closest when we come to conceptualizing that they are with the infinite, and they are the highest expression of the infinite. The wonderful thing about a story is it has the beginning, the middle, and the end, but oftentimes with superheroes, that story never ends. And with us as well, that dance never really ends. We're here to truly discover who we are. My guest today is Gotham Chopra. He and Deepak Chopra have released a new book called The Seven spiritual laws of superheroes. Gotham is an author and entrepreneur through Liquid Comics, www.liquidcomics.com. He has collaborated with the likes of John Woo, Guy Ritchie, Edward Burns, Nicholas Cage, Marcus Nispel, and more. He co-developed the story for the cult classic graphic novel, Bulletproof Monk, and executive produced the feature film alongside John Woo. In addition, he is uh, co-founder of Intent.com, and he blogs on that uh, site often so that you can find out more about him. And many of you may know Deepak Chopra, who is the founder of the Chopra Center for Wellbeing in Carlsbad, California, and is acknowledged as one of the master teachers of Eastern philosophy in the Western world. Today we are going to get the perspective of Gotham Chopra on this book, The Spiritual Laws of Superheroes. Welcome, Gotham, to 1111 Talk Radio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's it's great to have you, and I enjoyed reading the book, and especially the different perspectives on superheroes. It went really, really deeply and definitely resonates with the laws that are being talked about here. I'd like to start first with a statement that was in the foreword where your father said, the most important thing you'll ever learn is how to tell great stories. And that seems to be something that has really surrounded your life because you've gotten into liquid comics and you do create movies and things like that. So tell me a little bit about the storytelling and how that's your spiritual journey and expression. Sure. Well, you know, I, I think I, while I was born in the West and grew up in, in um, the United States, you know, I come from a 
the the East, and my parents are immigrants from India. And you know, one thing about Indian culture or Eastern culture in general, and I've you know spent a lot of time there growing up as well, is that they are mythic cultures, and every experience is is mythic in its own way. If you've ever been to an Indian wedding, you've seen how they last a week long, and they involve hundreds of people and, and people and tons of ceremonies and rituals. And you know, there's these rites of passages in Eastern cultures that are very much celebrated the same way. So that was part of my cultural upbringing, so to speak, that every experience in a way was, was mythic. And I think it sort of embedded itself into just my understanding of the world. Um, so, you know, whether it's through comic books or books or films or documentaries or even, you know, blogging news, which I've been involved in, I, I sort of find the unifying characteristic of all, all of it is, is this notion of storytelling and, and what are the stories we tell ourselves to, to rationalize the world around us. Um, and, and it's just, I guess, the sort of cultural heritage that I carry around with me and, and has helped me understand you know, my, the world and my place in it. Well, it's really interesting to view the seven spiritual laws from the aspect of superheroes and to have your take on that and really present it um, to your father in that way as well and have him elaborate. Tell me how this collaboration came together and um, what started the conversation about the superheroes, how the two got tied together initially. Right. Well, it started a couple of years ago when you know, I've been involved in the comic book industry, as you noted, um, and a couple of years ago, I dragged my father down to the San Diego Comic-Con, which uh, actually incidentally is going on right now. Um, and I put him on a panel with a really iconic uh, author in the comic book space named Grant Morrison. Uh, Grant's probably the number one comic book writer in the industry today. And I think at, my, at first my father was sort of resisting, but the more he sort of got engaged in this panel discussion with Grant and myself, and certainly when the the um, people in the audience started to ask questions, I think my father started to realize that everything that he's been talking about for the last, you know, 25 years, um, a lot in Indian spirituality, Eastern spirituality, and wisdom traditions, were playing themselves out, not just in the ancient mythologies, which I think that's, he's always known as a fan of Joseph Campbell, but even when you look at these modern mythologies, you know, the very stories that Grant writes about, Batman and Superman, and these sort of iconic uh, modern mythologies, uh, there was a resonance, and the same sorts of themes, the same sorts of character arcs and narratives play themselves out. And um, I was going to tell the story that the first question during the Q&A came from a kid who got up and asked my father um, if he believed in the re- religion of the Jedi. And, you know, uh, without <laughs> missing a beat, my father sort of responded. Um, and, and I think that was the moment in which he realized he was you know, um, amongst his own to some degree, and uh, has ever since really enjoyed it. Such a point we're actually doing a follow-up panel this week, this weekend, um, in San Diego at Comic Con, and trying to sort of do the sequel to that that um, initial panel that started the book. Well, and that's um, what's so interesting when you start to look at some of the stories, and you mentioned Batman, so let's kind of go there, because so many times the human journey is just like this. And what we can learn through here, especially, for example, Batman, is, is that his power really did come from his pain. 
and talk a little bit about Batman and how that really is very much a spiritual journey in itself. Sure. Yeah, well, I think that's a, yeah, a very familiar theme throughout, you know, both, again, ancient mythologies but modern ones. And oftentimes, um, you know, superheroes, modern superheroes are really defined by their origin stories. That's kind of what they're called in the trade. And the origin stories are the ones where, you know, these usually in their childhood characters confront some sort of situation or their darkest fears or something like, or some sort of tragedy. Um, and then they're able to transform that into their, their strength or their superpowers. So, you know, Batman uh, is one of the most iconic in that, you know, he witnesses at a very young age uh, his, his parents killed in front of him and feels helpless and powerless to do anything about it. So his whole life, in some ways, becomes that quest to gain that control, to gain that power, to right that wrong. Um, so every, you know, he sees the world through that lens. And uh, again, it's, it's a story that is part of our, um, I think, part of our ethos as, as a civilization, is how do we, because we all go through those, sometimes hopefully not as, you know, um, tragic or as, as uh, I guess, accentuated as that. But we all have moments of tragedy in our lives, um, sad moments, and how do we convert those uh, in, into some source of stress? And oftentimes that tragic moment is really where the purpose and the passion comes from when we're living our human journey, and that's basically what a lot of superheroes do is they take that moment and it becomes that passion and that purpose in their life. Absolutely. You know, and, and again, there's usually some sort of tragedy or catastrophe. You know, the other kind of um, trend you always see is, say, uh, a Spider-Man or a Hulk where some sort of accident, um, you know, grants powers. And so these are sort of metaphors um, that I think speak to a larger type of narrative in our own lives, which is, you know, these unexpected things that happen to us that fall outside of the scripted narrative of our lives, how do we uh, reconcile them and how do we make them into something that um, gives our life meaning and, and significance? Most definitely. And even in the Batman story, his greatest adversaries like the Joker or the Riddler they reflected his chaos, and that's very much like the mirrors in our lives that we experience, that whatever shows up outside of us is really trying to show us that internal chaos that we're experiencing. Yeah, again, you know, if you just sort of go to the classic narrative of, of storytelling and, you know, this, the stuff of Joseph Campbell, um, you know, all arch-villains, all adversaries, they really represent the shadow self of, of the hero, um, so, you know, in his, um, in, in their adversaries, uh, heroes see their worst fears. Um, they see the worst expression of, of their, their own selves. Um, and, you know, that, I think Batman and the Joker, in some ways, is the best example of that, and largely because of how it's depicted by some of these, you know, modern filmmakers who are really amazing artists. And, and that's what the Joker does, and he says it, actually, in the last Dark Knight film, which obviously comes from the comic book. He says, you know, you, when you look at me, you see, you see the worst aspects of yourself, what you fear the most. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, because when they 
you know, sort of examine in their own lives, you know, who are the people in their lives that sort of really rub them the wrong way, it's because they see in them the qualities that they perhaps are afraid exist in themselves. Most definitely. My guest today is Gotham Chopra, and he is part of a wonderful new book by Deepak Chopra entitled The Seven Spiritual Laws of Superheroes. These are metaphors for the challenges and conflicts that we face in our own lives and the powers or inner wisdom that we have to mine from within in order to overcome the challenges and continuously evolve. The Seven Spiritual Laws of Superheroes, Harnessing Our Power to Change the World by Deepak Chopra and Gotham Chopra. In this book, Deepak Chopra attempts to connect the dots between some of the ancient wisdom traditions and throughout his life that he has encountered and costume them up with the superhero characters that fill up modern-day mythology. We don't have to only identify these dozens of characters, certain qualities that already lie dormant within us, but we must also nurture them with the powerful ingredients of intention, attention, and action. So we create a new cast of characters. That's by Deepak Chopra from the introduction to the seven spiritual laws of superheroes. We'll be right back with Gotham Chopra, and you can connect with him at intent.com. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Hi, this is Randall Libero, host of Spirit of Film Conversations. I hope you'll join me each week as I explore how movies and media are changing the way we think, live, relate, and dream. My program showcases today's independent and visionary filmmakers and their personal and artistic journey to bring their vision to the big screen, television, DVD, or streaming video on the Internet. We also cover subjects on new media and the Internet, tech news and developments in digital production, and about the groundbreaking ways people all over the world are creating a brighter future using the tools of streaming video, social media, and portable devices. So I hope you'll join me every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Also check out my website at spiritoffilm.net to find out more about the show and my guests each week. And thanks for listening to 7th Wave and Being the Change. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. You 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. On stands now is the current issue of 1111 Magazine featuring Bob Proctor and Colette Baron-Reed. It's a wonderful issue that helps you journey deeper into your own soul's journey and allow yourself to understand what it takes to truly uncover some of the darker aspects and make meaning out of life's experiences. Superheroes know that the only way to resolve any challenge is by going inward. They understand that balance is the key ingredient to identifying any one of their superpowers by for flexing it and for letting it have its maximum effect. They connect with their own awareness and reconcile the pull and push of their lives. This is what we need to do in our own lives and find that superhero within and allow that person to blossom by creating our power through the pain that we have experienced. My guest today is Gotham Chopra. He and his father have created the seven spiritual laws of superheroes where they connect the dots between the seven spiritual laws and the storylines between many of the superheroes as you go through this. It's a really interesting book, and it allows us to take the myth that has been put out there and really align that with different parts of our own life so that we can continue to grow. A lot of people probably view your father as a superhero for them uh, simply because he has perhaps helped them on their spiritual journey, helped them attain peace, balance, uh, or at least a state where they can reflect on the issues that have taken place in their lives. Tell me, uh, growing up in that kind of household, do you see uh, the superhero in the members of your family, or is that something that is limited to just your uh, liquid comics or other aspects sure. of your life? Well, I mean, I think, you know, you'd find that any um, son certainly will never admit to his own father being um, a superhero or perfect in, you know, how we classically define superheroes. Um, but, I, you know, I, I do think obviously both my parents, quite honestly, and, and in some ways even more so my mother, um, have had a profound impact. And, and certainly when I look at who are the mentors in my life um, that have taught me the, the lessons that are most important to me, and especially now as I am a parent myself, you know, it is my parents, and, and it's not the kind of necessarily the spiritual laws that they've taught me as much as it is um, just the, the sort of practical daily wisdoms that I think um, they've, they've taught me how to deal with things in my life. And, and so to that extent, you know, my parents are definitely superheroes, and, and I think, you know, the things that really define a superhero, and, and my father has taught this for many years, is people who are comfortable with themselves and, and even the contradictions in themselves. Uh, you know, because of modern cin- cinema, probably, we have this perception of superheroes as these perfect beings. But really, again, when you examine superheroes, what really makes them special is that they're comfortable, for the most part, with their dark sides. We, we just talked about, um, you know, like a Batman or even a Superman, but they, they're in touch with their vulnerabilities. They're in touch with their kryptonite, and they know how to control them. And, and so I think, you know, my father would be the, thir- the first person to admit that he's got many, you know, he can, he can speak with a lot of wisdom, but he's not necessarily living it all the time. And I think that's also what some ways makes him popular because people connect with him. 
Absolutely. And, and what you're talking about is that um, so often the superpower comes from a connection to their universal self. And many times when there are individuals such as your father or yourself when you're creating uh, that amazing film or you're writing that story that's going to become a comic book or speaking, we step into that higher self and we have that connection to universal self. And so we might go back and forth between our superhero part and our personality person that we, we live our, our daily lives. Sure. I, yeah, again, I mean, I think if you talk to any great artist or even a great athlete, um, they can articulate those experiences when they are, when they become one with their craft, you know, whether it's a Michael Jordan on the basketball court or it's a, you know, a Leonardo da Vinci um, painting or it's a musician, or they become one with the process of what they're doing. And, you know, that isn't a timeless experience. That is a in-the-zone experience, as they, des- they describe it in sports. Um, and it's, it's really the universe expressing itself through that individual. And, and those are moments we all seek, and, and some, you know, have figured out the formula to attain it, you know, more often than others. But um, I think it is also through, obviously, different types of disciplines and practices um, it can be attained by anyone. In the book, you describe your dad, or you come to him, and you mention that he reminds you of the superhero Doctor Strange, and uh, that was really, really interesting. Do you see yourself as a particular superhero? Well, you know, I, I describe my father as Doctor Strange literally because of his his background in medicine, but also, of course, now mysticism, and so there's a lot of attributes. I mean, I'm not sure that, you know, I, I kind of have figured out my superhero self. I, I do know that in terms of the one I aspire towards or I relate to in some ways is, uh, or I, I just, I really like, is, is Batman because, you know, I think what, what makes Batman interesting is that he actually doesn't have superpowers. He's a guy who's very grounded in his human qualities, um, and you know it's his, his willfulness, it's his determination, it's his ability to sort of keep on going um, and and deal with sort of tragedy and all of that. That really defines him. He's not a guy who has you know like a Superman, who's a perfect guy and has X-ray vision and has you know can fly and stuff like that, which are great, glorious superpowers but also in some ways make him very unrelatable. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's probably where I, I gravitate. And there's a part in the book where you actually, you, he talks about um, one of the superheroes giving up his power, Superman, and yet his son, he sees his son, and his son has kind of a sparkle in his eye, and he clutches a piece of coal and all of a sudden cracks it, and there's a diamond there. So those qualities come through. And do you think, and it's, and it's very apparent in the way that you speak, that a lot of the qualities have come through in terms of the spiritual upbringing and, and kind of the, the laws of the universe and the lessons uh, from your father and is probably being passed on down to, to your son along with the cultural attributes that have come through India and your mother and all of that. We are passing down our superhero-ness, so to speak, um, in both the good and the bad qualities, do you think? Yeah, well, there's nobody, I mean, I can certainly speak from experience, but uh, and I think a lot of people can, 
there's there's nobody more influential in my life than my parents and and that's you know just my experience of growing up with them but having these really intimate relationships i mean to this day you know i i probably speak to my parents every day several times a day I'm very close to my sister um you know i live close to my sister her two daughters are like my kids my son goes over to her house after school so it's it's partly cultural also i mean that's just began the way that certainly in our culture indian culture but my wife who's of chinese origin very similar to her cultural upbringing um our families are are sort of bedrock and and they really form the foundation um around which we build our our values and all of that so um you know they're very real i look i'm like everyone else i have people um that i look up to or that i i'm a big sports fan there's certainly athletes that i look at on the field and say wow they're amazing and gifted and talented and i aspire to that but as far as like the qualities of people that i think i emulate and that i really um you know value it's, it's the people i know best and that would be my family and in the book it also talks about how superheroes do it a little bit differently because we're in constant transformation and we become very very comfortable with with the outside world that mirrors the same uh do you find that you are in that constant transformative state and and talk about how superheroes do that how do we live that law of transformation sure well yeah i think you know we we are in we live in a world that that is one of contradiction we live in a time that's a you know incredible it's an age of wisdom in the sense of all this access to technology we have and social networking the ability to really communicate with one another um unlike at any time in history but we also use that same technology use that same sort of access and information for very diabolical means and and you know we have these sort of uh, modern capacities but but ancient habits that can have a devastating effect. So, you know, we live in a time of paradox and then again in our lives, you know, we all know that we have moments of um great triumph and we have moments that are, you know, very redeeming, but we also have dark moments. We have moments of shame and all of that. I think, you know, what superheroes are able to do is they're able to really live and and be comfortable with that sort of contradiction which is the source of their power but they're also able to like we were talking about earlier take those moments of darkness and transform them into you know moments of of strength and that ability of you know that superpower frankly of transformation is one of the defining superpowers that that I think you know really um superheroes wield um in a very special way The Seven Spiritual Laws of Superheroes Harnessing Our Power to Change the World by Deepak Chopra and Gautam Chopra. These seven new transformative laws will help us all uncover greater happiness, courage, balance, creativity, compassion and purpose. From Buddha's search for truth to Batman's struggle with his dark side, from Wolverine's exposing his greatest fears to Hanuman's divine gifts of inspiration, New York Times best-selling author Chopra shows us how each law has the potential to awaken us to our own superpowers. Together with these laws offer the potential to improve our lives and the world around us. Through the book you discover the law of balance, transformation, power, compassion, intuition, creativity and transcendence. We'll be right back with Gotham Chopra. 
extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at BelieveSC.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. To the moment and plugged into the source from which they experience all knowledge and existence emerges. The law of power enables superheroes to be immune from criticism beneath no one fearless and able to empower others through thoughts and actions. The superhero that you discuss at this time is Superman, and you talk a lot about, you both talk a lot about how he is very present and and his power is because of his mastery of the senses, Uh, but he has the foundation of the law of balance and the law of transformation underneath him. Can you talk a little bit about Superman and how that mirrors many of our experiences? Sure. Well, you know, Superman is probably the the modern version of what we all look into, or you know, our various spiritual traditions and what we call God. To be honest, you know, both physically he sort of comes from the Greco-Roman tradition, but even just in terms of his superpowers or qualities, he's reminiscent of you know whether it's Yahweh in the Old Testament or you know it's um, <clears throat> Shiva in the Eastern traditions. Uh, you know, he's all-powerful. He has these otherworldly superpowers. So, again, that's kind of what works at the sort of mythic cinematic level. But if you look deeper, what really makes Superman powerful is is that knowledge of self, that um, that being in touch with his, his true self. Um, he's, you know, a guy who 
like you mentioned, that he's, he feels beneath no one, but also superior to no one. He's plugged into this universal power. He knows that he's just um, uh, an expression of a much larger force, and he's not sort of confused by the, the ego or, the in, again, in modern comics, the cape and tights that he wears. That's the stuff for the, the screen and to entertain the fans. But, you know, what really makes Superman uh, powerful is that, that total mastery over himself. And again, what's you know, great about comics and, and great about these tales, these mythologies, is you know, he's not like that all the time. He, while he projects an image of perfection, he has his kryptonite. He has vulnerabilities, and that's his sort of Clark Kent persona, where he's goofy and you know, shy and says the wrong thing at the wrong time uh, to the girl and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there's even... But again, he's able to sort of reclaim his power when he most needs to. And that kryptonite is really more symbolic of the ego or the part of himself that takes him away from his truth? Yeah, the, I mean, the kryptonite, which has sort of become part of our modern vernacular, you know, the kryptonite is basically that, that element. And yes, his ego, and I think the story you touched on earlier, you know, um, it's a great, you know, of the many dozens or probably thousands of um, comics written on Superman, you know, there's this one, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, and what happens in that comic is you know, Superman admits that his greatest uh, fall was when he started buying into his own mythology. You know, his kryptonite was believing all the hype around him, um, and the moment he did that was the moment he truly became vulnerable and lost his superpowers. And, and that's really easy to happen, especially in this day and time. I think that a lot of people can get caught up in in who they are, what they are, especially with a lot of the materiality that exists and uh, much of what can be portrayed on television or on screen in terms of what life should look like. So when we lose sight of our identity by attaching to these material things, uh, is it that we are truly losing our power, or is it that uh, we are at a place now to reevaluate um, what we want? I know that your father put in here two questions, who are you and what do you want? Sure. Well, yeah, I think, you know, what often happens in, in our more moral lives is that, you know, we get caught up in the self-image as opposed to the self, and the self-image is the one that is is painted outside of yourself. It's what people say about you. It's the job that you have, the car that you drive, how much money is in your bank account, et cetera. And the moment you sort of become attached to any of those things, not realizing that all of those things change, but that there is something um, <clears throat> underneath that, which is really what we, def we should be defining ourselves by. But, you know, if we get caught up in all of that noise, to be honest, like that's where, you know, we, we start to get into trouble. And, and, um, Superheroes, of course, avoid that. And, and, yeah, I think the questions that you mentioned, I mean, that's actually a really important part of the book because, you know, this isn't just the sort of um, Joseph Campbell analysis of all these superheroes. That's sort of the fun part. But I think the real practical part is, you know, how can you look at these qualities and, and integrate them into your own lives to live your own, quote-unquote, superhero life and, and integrate these principles to, to live more fulfilling lives. Well, and I think that another really great example was where you shared with your father 
the super, superhero that really exemplified the law of power, and, and that man was Matt Murdock. So can you talk a little bit about uh, him and who the Daredevil is and what his real strength sure. and power was? Yeah, so, well, Daredevil is, again, another iconic um, superhero from Marvel Comics, which is, you know, one of the titan um, comic book companies in, in America for the last over 50 years. Um, so he's known as Daredevil, and his mortal name is Matt Murdock. But, you know, what his superpowers are are this mastery over all of his senses. So, you know, again, in classic superhero type of narrative, he befalls a catastrophe where he loses his sight, but in doing so, and, and of course, you know, this has happened and been documented to many people, is, you know, in losing his sight, his other senses become very refined, so whether it's his hearing or his intuition, um, but he gains a mastery over the world around him, and, and that, of course, like all superhero stories and superhero powers and all of that, is a metaphor, and a metaphor for a guy whose greatest power comes from this great tragedy, but it's really this complete and total mastery and um, union with the world around him. Um, he sees and experiences the world as just an extension of himself, and um, that's kind of what defines him as a great superhero. In going through and, and explaining some of this, how did this book get written? Was he going back through the spiritual laws and then you would offer up the superhero that really fit that law? Or how exactly did you mesh or, or discover where the, the laws match the superheroes? Sure. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, first of all, the book's based on his, you know, one of his all-time bestsellers, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Um, and I think, you know, in part why that book is so popular is because of its structure. It's very simple in some ways to navigate. And so that was in part first what, what drove the structure of this. Um, but I think then, he, the, as far as the process, it was, yeah, first him defining these, these qualities, these, you know, the seven core superpowers. Um, but then my exposing him to you know, some of the modern characters that really speak um, in, in modern comicdom to those. But, you know, my father is the one who's probably even more familiar with the ancient kind of superheroes, or, you know, you would call the mythical heroes, so whether it's a Buddha or a Jesus or a Moses or a, um, a, a Muhammad, uh, these types of qualities that have, of course, really powered the ancient mythologies and spiritual traditions of, of human civilization. And as you were going through, your father stated that the law of love was probably the most powerful uh, of all the superpowers that a superhero could wield. And that was something that took you a little bit of time to think about and then uh, come, come to kind of a reconciliation with that it actually could be that power. What is your view now of the law of love as opposed to before? Well, I think, you know, when we first hear, like, the, the concept of love, we think of this emotion, this, you know, romance, this passion um, that we experience or we seek to experience in our lives. But, you know, real love, which, you know, is, is quote-unquote, love of self, and it, it goes back again to that, that comfort with um, that, the contradictions that are a part of all of us and that absence of shame. I mean, that's something that I think, you know, modern culture has sort of taught us is to, 
to feel ashamed of, of some of our dark sides. But I think, um, you know, the real, um, the power of love is also the ability to see in the world just different parts of yourself. So how do you truly vanquish your enemy? You do it by recognizing parts of your own self in them and then repairing those parts of yourself, um, as opposed to sort of seeing them as just this antagonist that you have to conquer. Um, so I think, you know, the, the real power of love is the ability to see the world as an extension of yourself and in doing so realize that anything out there that you want to fix, you have to go back to yourself. Most definitely. And then the law of love in action is really depicted by those such as Jesus who sacrificed his life for humanity or Buddha who sacrificed his base instincts to become enlightened for the greater good. Yeah, those are by far the best, you know, um, the best uh, stories and best characters and best uh, myths around uh, the law of love and the ability to sacrifice your own individual self for the greater good. Um, and, you know, of course, there's there's modern, and, and not just the ones in comic book pages, but whether it's uh, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, um, these amazing examples in, in our own cultures who have sacrificed their own individual motivations, goals, etc., and uh, in, in exchange for something much greater. Being someone that's definitely more of a creative and has engaged in uh, the comic and the, the movie industry and, and different aspects of that, I'd love to get your perspective on something. I have noticed um, that so many of the movies, even the, the movies or songs that you don't even consider, seem to have some type of spiritual uh, channeling that's coming through them. And, and one really, really clear one is, of course, the whole Jedi series, the Star Wars series. It has all of the elements and spiritual teachings uh, but coming through in a in a very uh, very general way that most people can take them in. When we get back from the break, I'd love for you to talk about how uh, many times creativity can often be that channeling and how that has happened in your own life through some of your own works. I'm with Gotham Chopra, and we are discussing Deepak Chopra's book with him, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Superheroes. We go through many of the superheroes in the book and discuss the law of balance, transformation, power, compassion, and more. It's a wonderful way to go back and tap back into those seven spiritual laws, but now also access the superhero qualities that rest within you so that you can move beyond your challenges into a place of triumph. These are characters that fill up the modern-day mythology and allow ourselves an access to something that already lies dormant within us, but we must nurture that and find the powerful ingredients of intention, attention, and action to create a new cast of characters in our life. You can connect with Gotham Chopra at intent.com, and we'll be right back. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Hello, I'm David Cordani, CEO of Cigna, a proud sponsor of the March of Dimes March for Babies. Helping babies was an easy decision for Cigna. Over the past 17 years, we've teamed up with the March of Dimes to help moms have healthy pregnancies and save babies' lives. Together, we'll continue to fight premature birth and birth defects. Join the people of Cigna and teams from 20,000 other companies who are walking together for stronger, healthier babies. Jumpstart your team at marchforbabies.org. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Creativity is one of the most practical laws we can harness. It is the principal force that drives all life. Superheroes understand the importance of change and breaking free from destructive and repetitive thoughts and behaviors. Acting on this knowledge, superheroes have the ability to conquer any challenge and obstacle that they may face. And it is a critical part of their of their arsenal because it is the most practical power that they have. We each have that ability of creativity. That law of creative action can take place in our lives, but it requires a few steps. The first step is intended outcome, where you must have a clear vision of your intention. The second is information gathering, where you must gather all the information you need for a particular intended outcome. And then you go into information analysis, where you weigh out the pros and cons of every choice as it relates to those outcomes. There has to be an incubation period, which means you let go, and this is often done best through meditation. And then insight is the ability to see beyond that which is known. Finally, there's inspiration, which means to be inspired literally in spirit or in synchronicity with the greater universe, and implementation, which is where you act on that inspiration. Superheroes do that with finesse and good timing, trust, and intuition. 
integration is where this has been implemented. And the next step for heroes, superheroes, means taking the experience into a new context and meaning. And finally, incarnation, which is where we allow the new form to be born and have an entirely new situation. Gotham, you are definitely not new to creativity. You have uh, quite a few uh, areas that you allow that creative force to surge within you, from movies to the comic books to your blogging and all the different things that you're involved in. Talk a little bit about how we allow that force to come through us and really create create in the world uh, that which is begging to be expressed. Sure. Well, I mean, you, you already outlined it, I think, and, you know, that's part of the book is, you know, there's actual mechanics to these these ideas and these superpowers, and it's obviously in analyzing them, understanding them, but then integrating them that we we become our superhero selves. But as far as creativity, it's, it's pretty straightforward in the sense of I think there's statistics that actually back this up, which is, you know, and I don't know the exact statistics, but it's something like, you know, 90% of the decisions we make today are the same ones we made yesterday. And I think in, you know, modern life, we we often get stuck in these certain, in these routines. Um, we react to people um, and situations the same way over and over. And I think creativity is really about stepping outside of that um, systemic sort of behavior pattern and recognizing that at every moment we have the ability to change the course of our lives and you know we are we have an infinite amount of choices in front of us and how do we empower ourselves to to go you know where where go down the unexplored path and and great superheroes you know whether it's an Iron Man in in modern mythology or an Icarus in um, ancient mythology you know, they are great metaphors, again, um, when you look at their stories of how individuals um, tap their their creativity to really um, embody the, you know, superhero selves. And, and metaphor and mythology and symbolism is so often what comes through a lot of movies, and we talked about Star Wars, and there's so many, even some of the Disney uh, cartoons that, that our little kids watch, there's so many lessons that come through there, and they seem to be the infinite speaking through someone to get these ideas across. Do you find that experience when you're creating your documentaries and your movies and things like that? Are there certain messages that are really begging to come through, and it seems almost as if um, there's a place in you that has to get that message out, just like in superheroes, there's something in them that has to do that particular thing? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I, I missed the question. I just want to make sure if you could Sure. Um, what I wanted to get across was to try to uncover how the divine and the infinite comes through us to express that creativity, but also get many of the spiritual laws or concepts or ideas or um, thoughts that we need in our lives across to us. And it comes through a lot of movies, from what I can tell, or even songs. And so I'm just wondering how that works through you, uh, if oh, yeah. you find that. Well, you know, I'm a lover of the arts. And so, you know, whether it's great music or it's great stories, of course, and stories, you know, tell themselves in different ways, whether it's comics, movies, theater, uh, television. I mean, there's some great television out there right now. Um, and now we just, we have access to information. We have access to 
stories, and, and I'm a person who looks at the world. I look at what's happening in the world of journalism today, let's say, with the crumbling of, you know, these old institutions, um, the news corps of the world, and sort of see those in mythic terms. I mean, these are the, you know, devastation of old um, institutions, but also the birth of new ones and the way we're communicating right now, the way we can communicate with each other through Twitter and Facebook and all of that. And so, um, you know, I look at all of that and I say it's incredibly stimulating and it's, it's creative. Um, and that's kind of where I draw a lot of my own inspiration um, to tell the stories that I'm telling. And how do you utilize the superheroes to get the points across to your own child? Well, um, I, I utilize them by, you know, we, we, my son's only four years old, but we, you know, do bedtime stories, um, we read books, we um, fire up his imagination, and I think, you know, we also take him on journeys. We travel, we interact with other cultures, um, we have him speaking four languages already um, at, at the age of four years old, um, because I think, you know, and there's actually science that backs us up right now, which is the more we stimulate our children, um, the more their brains literally expand. And, and I think, you know, we live in a, in a very globalized time, and so the more we can do to expose our, our kids to other cultures, other ways of thinking, um, the better off we're all going to be. And do you find that uh, the little ones that are coming in, as you look at your son and your nieces, do you find that they already have those superhero qualities uh, when they're born? Is it something that we really do come in with, uh, but somehow, sometimes, some of us lose them along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who's around children, anybody, of course, who's a parent, sees that, um, you know, playfulness is the most um, basic instinct um, that we're all born with. And sadly, we, we, a lot of us lose that. Um, later in life when we get stuck in these sort of routines of, you know, whether it's work or relationships or whatever. Um, but, you know, certainly I, I can say, you know, whether it's with my son or even, you know, with my dog, um, you know, that instinct for playfulness is, is a reminder of, you know, where this source of power really is. I want to thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio Gotham. Thank you for your time today. We've been discussing the seven spiritual laws of superheroes, harnessing our power to change the world by Deepak Chopra with Gotham Chopra. If you'd like to connect with Gotham, you can go to intent.com and read his blog, and you can find out more about what he does. You can also go to liquidcomics.com. We will have you again next week. Until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.